0: I can see you out there, Kevin.
1: I've talked to like 19 basketball people in three hours. (laughs) Arizona sports. Our Suns mega mind, Kellen Olson, joining Wolf and Luke to talk about the Phoenix Suns now. Sons Suns, uh, back in action tonight in L.A. against the Clippers, 8.30 start time, and we are joined right now on the Arizona Sports Line by the one and only Kellen Olson of Arizona Sports. Look how that worked out. Kellen, I know you're not here. I know you can't see it, but I wore a hoodie, and I didn't even know we were having you on today. So it, this is in your honor, buddy. What's going on?
0: Really glad to hear it. Really glad the influence goes uh, far beyond my reach at seems. Hello. <laughs> What's... uh?
1: what's going on with this team, man? <laughs> like this has kind of gone a little bit longer than I thought it would.
0: That's the, that's the gold question. Why, why I get paid the big, the big bucks, I guess. Yeah. I, I think that obviously injuries are at the at the forefront of it, but I think they're just, they're trying to adjust to something that they're not capable of adjusting to, if that makes sense. And, and what I mean by that, and I'm sure we're going to talk about him a little bit later is like this, Team. And most teams around the league are designed to have two or three guys who can really handle the offense and really create offense for others as well. And, and this team has two guys, and, and it's Devin Booker and Chris Paul. So when one guy is out, the other guy really has to carry the load. And we saw Devin Booker do that to the point where he won Western Conference Player of the Month. We saw him do it last year as well. And look, we saw Chris Paul do it last year and two years ago as well. But the bottom line is, with the way that the team is playing right now, they need their star players to get to take them out of it. And I, I think that everyone has kind of caught themselves in a situation, and I think rightfully so, for for the way Chris Paul played at the end of last postseason, at the end of two postseasons ago, where they kind of talk about him in this different way, like he's not on Devin Booker's level, and he hasn't been this year. That's not what I'm trying to say. What I'm trying to say is, like, he's their second star. And he's, this is a guy who has made three straight – all NBA teams. And right now he hasn't even been a top 10 player at his position this year. Like he's, he's been a perennial all-star now for a decade, 15 years, and he's not even going to be in the conversation for an all-star spot right now. Like he's just not going to be. So for him to kind of drop off that way. And with the way that the team is designed right now, they're just really trying to pick everything up. And this is just not a, not a team that's designed to be without three of its top six players in the rotation, but let alone all of that plus one of those guys in the rotation is severely uh, under delivering on, on his role. And that's the thing with Chris right now. But then to the three out of six, that's Cam, that's that Booker, and then that's Jay Crowder. Like, hey, Have a guy who was supposed to be top six in your rotation not giving you anything at all because you're not trading him or you're not playing him, that's, that's an issue. And and it's just catching up to them right now. And, and uh, the answer is... I'm getting healthier or, or Chris playing better. That's really what it comes down to right now. Yeah, no, I think that is a great point right there. Um, who is going to play tonight? What are you hearing right now? Well, I think when you see someone like Devin Booker listed as questionable with a, with a hamstring injury specifically, I would be surprised if he plays. Um, I, I would be and I wouldn't be because you guys know that he wants to play through anything at, at this point. So that would be the part I wouldn't be surprised by, but... We all know how delicate hamstring injuries are, and specifically for him, how hamstring injuries have been a problem for him over his career. So I, I, I would be surprised if he, if he plays, to be honest. If he's questionable. DeAndre is questionable as well. I think the more interesting thing is who plays if. So let's say Booker plays and, and Campaign is obviously out already. How does the rest of the guard rotation go? Are we going to see some element of, of uh, point book and, and kind of them switching around the, the bench unit to kind of uh, – emphasize him more in that role a bit or if Devin is out and joining campaign as out how does the rest of the bench kind of come together because they are without Dwayne Washington Jr. as well like they're going to need a lot out out of Landry Shamit right now if if Book is out and joining campaign is out and it's going to be it's an uphill battle for them right now because I think the the worst part about this Wolf from a son's perspective is the timing of this and the schedule Uh, right when this kind of got underway they were looking at 10 of their next 14 games on the road and if you just up the sun schedule right now and scroll to January, It is or to February, rather, the start of February. It's just a lot of good basketball teams, and, and there's a couple of great ones in there. There's a couple of not-so-great ones in there, but it, it's not a murderer's row, but at the same time, it's not a walk in the park, and a lot of it is on the road and through a lot of travel. So it's a really tough point in the season for them right now, and really their the toughest point in the season so far. It's what not really you, close. What are you hearing on Kawhi Leonard? Do you think he's going to play in the back-to-back? I we I think that that question answers itself most of the time. Right? <laughs> that he's that he's not going to most of the time, right?
1: Well, that would help, I guess. Kellen, uh, we're talking to Kellen Olson of uh, of course of Sports dot com. Kellen, big picture with this, and you, you just mentioned Chris Paul right there. Um, like, okay, you get this team and, you, and they're fully healthy. Devin Booker's obviously your main scorer. If Chris Paul, if this is the version we get of him now, there really isn't a clear number two scorer in your mind. Just philosophically, to get where they want to go, do you have to have a clear number two, or can you depend on it being a different guy each night?
0: You can have a clear number two if if Chris is able to be the guy that he was in in moments. I I, I don't think that Chris Paul has to be absolute takeover point god mode in the clutch minutes or just in like, full quarters of a game. Like, he doesn't have to be the guy that he was in Game 6 against New Orleans and Game 6 against the Clippers two years ago. They don't need that level of performance from him consistently or just, like, even in in moments and in big games or whatever. They just need him to be able to do it in in little moments, like three or four-minute stretches of the game. And then I think that's where the rest of the supporting cast can step up and is capable, but they need the threat of him consistently because right now I think the biggest problem is that not only is he playing at this level right now, but teams are kind of inviting him to, to play at that level. If, if that makes sense, they're not defending him as a threat that he once was. They're defending him as the guy who they're not letting him get to his spots. And they're going to force him to beat them elsewhere, which is where Chris has done for now 15 years at this point. It's not like defenses are just not learning how to cover him, but they're just respecting him a little bit less. And, and that's where, the load continues to go on him and where he's going to need to open things up for others. Because if he's not able to establish that part of his game, then he's not able to establish his playmaking as much. And that's where you get to how him and Chris are helping set up guys like Mikel, DeAndre, and Cam. Because I think Mikel, DeAndre, and Cam have all taken steps forward, but they're not at the point on the ball where they can sort of create offense on their own. They need others to create it for them still for the most part, and that's where they still need Chris to be at, at an elite point in his game. So what do you expect to see from the Clippers tonight? I expect them to kind of show what we more have expected lately. It it seems like they've hit a bit of a roll lately, Wolf, from what I've been seeing lately. And and I just think that they're a really well-constructed team. It's just a matter of who they have out there and how long they're going to be able to have those pieces together over the course of the regular season to build some continuity because I know that continuity has kind of become a joking word around the Suns lately because it's used so much as a strength for the team when fans would like to see them make trades. But – you do need that in basketball in some senses, and I think the Clippers need to continue to build that. We saw the promise of their group two years ago making the Western Conference Finals, but now they're nearly at full strength. They're getting there to the point where their two stars are starting to come back into the fold a little bit. Now it's about them building for the next two to three months to really build up to the playoffs. So it's it's more of just seeing how how far they are into that journey, Wolf, like how seriously we need to be taking them as as a contender right now because I think everyone – is now after the way the season started and just those guys missing time again, we're all back in wait-and-see mode with them and just kind of seeing when those guys are back and healthy. And if them being back and healthy turns into them kind of being the powerhouse, that that at least I expected them to be this regular season. I thought they were going to be excellent, and and they certainly haven't been so far. Kellen
1: Olson, always great talking to you, man. You know that. Thank you for the time. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Kellen.